The title of my message today is Believing Your Dreams. How many of you dream? I dream like crazy. Sometimes Delonda gets visions. She sees things. And she had a vision one time that God had really blessed us in a specific way. And she said, when you came into the house, your beard is long, was long. You might be wondering, why is he growing out his beard? Because of the vision. So I'm just going to let it grow. I trimmed it a little today. But I want to, to what God has showed her to come to pass. So I'm doing my part. I'm growing my beard. Amen. <laughs> like, like, like Lucy's getting piano lessons, I'm growing my beard. You know, because when you have that vision of the Lord, you, you do your part. Amen. So God isn't going to automatically, well, I didn't say, I, I said he isn't, but he, he could make my beard grow instantly, but it's been a few weeks. <laughs> so I'm just letting it grow. And today I want to talk to you about believing in your dreams. And we all dream, but I want to show you some stuff today specific to dreams that we need to have an understanding of so we can get be and thrive in where God has us. I know Anton dreams all the time. He comes to me and we talk dreams. So if you'll stand with me, we're going to read Matthew chapter 1, 20 to 25. <coughs> Beginning at verse 20. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, and he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife, and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Father, as we go into your word, I pray that, Lord, that you stir our hearts towards your dreams, what you have for us, Lord, that, Lord, that we not miss out on what you've intended for us, God, but I pray that, Lord, even dreams, you would speak to us. You would speak to us in a powerful way through dreams, that, Lord, that we could hear and see clearly what you're intending for our lives so that we could be in the right place at the right time doing what you've called us to do. I thank you, Father God, for this time together in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. Mario, could you turn on the lights, please? I know they like everybody likes it real intimate and everything, but I can't see you if the lights are off. And I like to see well, praise the Lord. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God for our children, the efforts they put in to learn that song. And But uh, last week, if you were here, we talked about believing in the prophetic, believing prophetic words, believing the prophetic out of the word of God, because there was over a hundred, there is over a hundred prophecies in the Old Testament concerning the first coming of Jesus, how he would come, he'd be born of a virgin. We just saw that there. You know, that in the dream, 
Joseph was told to do this so that it would fulfill the prophetic word from the Old Testament. And there's many, many prophetic words in the Old and New Testament concerning Jesus' second coming, that Jesus is coming back again. He's coming back for a bride, a church without spot or wrinkle. He's coming back for people that believe in him, amen? He's coming back for people that are anticipating his coming. Now, here's the issue. As I talked about last week, you had the, the 10 virgins that went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them got lazy and let their lamp go out. They didn't, they didn't plan ahead. They weren't ready for his coming. So when the bridegroom came, five went in. Well, five were out trying to figure out what to do and it was too late and they didn't get in. That's how it's gonna be when Jesus comes. It said in one passage, it said, two will be working in the field, one will go, one will stay. Two will lie down together in bed, one will go, one to stay. And as I said last week, it just sounds like only about 50% of the church is really gonna make it. That we need to become serious about the coming of the Lord. We need to anticipate that Jesus is coming. We need to make ourselves ready for his coming. We can't keep playing around with the world and thinking we're okay. Oh, my mom and dad are Christians, I'm good. It has nothing to do with your mom and dad. It has everything to do with you. You have to be born again. You have to be serving Jesus in order to go to heaven. Amen? Well, maybe you don't believe me. You have to be serving Jesus. You have to be born again in order to go to heaven. Can I hear an amen? Amen! It's the truth, and I didn't write it. That's what he says. So we all believe that Jesus is coming soon. If I said, how many of you believe the last days? Raise your hand. We're in the last days. Just winding up. Okay, so are you ready? Are you ready for that coming? You know, we don't want to miss it. It's First Thessalonians 4, verse 16 and 17. It says, for the Lord himself will send from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we, everybody say we, we, who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. That is the plan, amen. That's what we're looking for. That's why we're here today. We're anticipating he's coming and we need to be ready at all times, amen, all times. You know, there's many thoughts about, you know, when Jesus is going to come, you know, will it be pre-tribulation? Will it be, <coughs> excuse me, mid-tribulation? Could you give me a bottle of water, please? There's some in the coffee bar. Uh, Pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib, post-millennial, you know, all these theories about when he's going to come. Now, we're in Assemblies of God Church, and the Assemblies of God stance is this. Be ready at all times. You can't go wrong if you're always ready, amen? <laughs> no matter what happens, you're ready. When he comes, you're going, amen? That be ready at all times. Let's not play around. Let's not be part of the world, amen? Let's just be about the kingdom of God. Because, I mean, just imagine that your parents go and you don't. That your children go and you don't. That you're a mom and you've got these young children and you got a little Lucy, you know. She goes because she's innocent and, and you didn't. 
You'd be looking everywhere. You'd be freaked out. We have to be ready. Amen? I don't want anybody I know to not go. And I'll tell them the truth whether they like it or not. If you're not ready to go meet Jesus, you won't go. And a hush fell over the room. (laughs) But he says there's going to be a shout. Everybody say shout. Shout. And And you know what? I wonder, this is my wonder, among other things. You know what I wonder? I wonder how the bladder gets full if I don't drink anything. That, that baffles me. You know, I think I've drained my bladder, I'm good. And then I'm, wait, I'm like in the middle of the night, and I'm like, how did you get full? I didn't drink anything. That astounds me. This astounds me too. Is everybody going to hear the shout? Is everybody going to hear the trumpet? Or is it only those that have an ear to hear? No. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say all flesh on that one, Dwayne. No. In the last days, he will pour out his spirit on all flesh. Amen. So today we're looking at dreams. And we're going to look at how people allow dreams to give them direction in their life. Thank you, brother. (laughs) Because dreams can give you divine direction. And uh, so we need to pay attention to them. Amen. How many of you dream? I dream all the time. So we all dream and we may not remember our dreams, but we all have dreams. Dr. Michael Varkalsel came here and he, he taught us about dreams one time for a few weeks in a row. And he believed that every dream matters. Every dream matters. And I have a reoccurring dream. I thought I have to go to the bathroom. I get that dream all the time. And you know what? I wake up and I have to go to the bathroom. And so I'm reading this book on dreams because it said, he said, all dreams matter. And I'm like, (coughs) there's a section on that dream that you have to go to the bathroom. I'm like, what? Because I have that dream a lot. So I'm reading it and I'm like, it means, because what are you doing when you're going to the bathroom? You're getting rid of the garbage out of your body. And that's, Spiritually, it's what the the book said it means, is that you're getting rid of the junk. You're getting rid of the junk. So I want to encourage you today that your dreams matter. That every dream that you have is important. And we see in this passage today that Joseph had a dream. It, It was his dream that would affect all of mankind. If he hadn't married Mary, she may have been stoned. See, because if you got pregnant out of wedlock back then, they stoned you. It was serious, serious business. But he, the one thing he didn't do is he didn't become intimate with Mary until after Jesus was born so that the word of God could be fulfilled that he was born of a virgin. So we see that there. And in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, it says, 
Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and call his name Emmanuel. So that scripture is fulfilled because Joseph had a dream and he obeyed the dream. He listened to it. He paid attention. Now Mary had a face-to-face confrontation with an angel. The angel came to Mary. But now Joseph is having a dream. And now a lot of us, when we have dreams, you think, oh my gosh, what did I eat before I went to bed last night? It has to be, you know, this is a pizza dream to the max. (laughs) But I'm here today to tell you, if you begin to examine your dreams, you'll find out that pizza had nothing to do with it. But Joseph had a dream, he followed the directions and it was pretty important. And I think Joseph's role in all this is overlooked because the steps that he took saved Jesus. Joseph had more than one dream. He had another dream that told him, get up and, and go to Egypt. What did he do? He woke up and he went to Egypt. He went to Egypt because Herod had said, I want you to go and kill every male child under two years of age in Bethlehem. And so Joseph escaped that, took Jesus to Egypt, and it fulfilled the word that out of Egypt, the Savior would come. And you know, I went to Egypt and I saw where Jesus lived as a baby. They've built seven churches around that spot and one church specifically over it, you go behind the pulpit, there's a wall, you go behind it and you go down these stairs and enclosed in glass is there where Jesus laid as a baby. It's pretty neat when you get there. But Jesus fled to Egypt and escaping those, that murdering. And then there was another dream that told him it was time to go back to Israel, that Herod had died, go back, it was okay. God uses dreams to fulfill the prophetic in our lives and to get us in the position of where God wants us to be. (coughs) So paying attention to our dreams is so important so that we can see how God wants to move in us and what God wants to do. And so how do we activate that in our lives so that we can really start capturing our dreams And what is it going to do for us? Scriptures tells us that God gives the dreams and visions. It was our memory verse this week, Acts 2.17. It says on the end of that, your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. Young people get visions, old people get dreams. Moving on. But this is the result of the first coming of Jesus. He sent his spirit. And it's the Holy Spirit that gives us these dreams. Now, sometimes the enemy gets in there and he tries to muddy the waters. And we have to discern that. Amen. Because when the enemy, you have a dream that goes against the word of God, you got to throw it out and say, okay, that wasn't a godly dream. You know, like if in your dream you're committing murder, that's not God. If in your dream you're getting a divorce, that's not God. Because God hates what? He hates murder, he hates divorce, amen? So that's not a part of God. So we, gotta, we have to understand, but we have to understand that God wants to give us dreams to get us where he wants us to do what he wants us to do so that he can fulfill his plan and purpose in us, amen? And I wanna encourage you today is don't limit God. 
Don't limit him. Don't think, ah, dreams. Ah, God doesn't speak to me through dreams. I don't dream. I don't. You know, what you need to do is you need to come into agreement with the word that says visions and dreams. Your young men, which is young women too. Your young people, your young, your older people are going to have dreams. It's going to happen. It's, it's part of being filled with the Holy Spirit that you have dreams and visions, amen, that you can see when you're sleeping. And for some of you, that's the only time that God gets to talk to you. When you stop talking, when you're asleep, he'll come and he'll show you things. He'll speak to you through his word of God, the word of God, the Bible, amen. He'll speak to you through prophets. He'll speak to you in a small, still voice. He'll speak to you through pastors and teachers. He'll speak to you through dreams and visions, amen. God is intent is not intent on just giving dreams to a few. God's intent is that I've given you all dreams, and you need to start paying attention. Amen, Pastor Ron. So what should you do if you don't dream? I've heard people say, I never dream. I've heard people say, I don't remember my dreams. I've heard people say, God doesn't speak to me in my dreams. Now listen, you gotta get out of making negative comments. You gotta start making some positive comments in your life. David and I were talking before this service. He said, he's selling a house in Bullhead City. He said, Marcus really slow. And I said, for everybody else, the market's slow. Your house will sell this week. Amen. Amen. I, I like that better than, hey, it's really hard. You know, we don't know when. No, let's just believe together that God's going to do something supernatural and you won't have to wait. You guys like to leave me. He's crazy. I am crazy. <laughs> That's a little too quick, Elizabeth. <laughs> By the way, Delonda says hello this morning. She comes home Tuesday. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm happy for that. So, but you don't wanna, you don't wanna be speaking out negative agreements in your life. You wanna speak positive agreements, words that come in agreement with God. You know, I've heard people say, well, if I go to church, the walls will fall down. No, they won't. Our God is greater, amen? Anybody can come into the church. We just hope you don't leave the same. <laughs> but if you've been making negative decrees, if you've been coming in agreement with the negative, ask God to forgive you. Say, God, forgive me and, and help me to dream and to remember your dreams that I could take in your dreams so that I have the heart of God and his desire for my life in me. So the first thing I wanna encourage you with in dreams is to write them down. You know, I, I'm not real good about it myself and I'm gonna get really good because I was thinking, how can I, you know, I'm hard to wake up. When I was young, man, it took like a forklift to get me up. But you know, if I go to bed and I go to my notes and I just put for a new note and I lay it down, then all I gotta do is press it, press talk. Lord, I thank you for this dream that I had last night. And, and then look at his writing it. 
It's not, I don't even have to get a pencil. I can start just dictating my dream to my phone and it'll be there. <coughs> All I got to do is get ready. <coughs> Put it on notes. Man, it's jamming too. Whew, look at that, Dwayne. <laughs> it just goes. That's all you got to do. Make it simple on yourself. Unless you're really good about waking up, taking your journal, taking your pencil or pen and you're writing it down. How many of you are good at that? I got one. I got one. Sandy, welcome home. <laughs> but you can, you can do it if you desire to hear what God is saying to you. You can do it if you want to decipher your dreams. Because usually it's not as plain as, Hey, listen, marry Mary and make her your wife, but don't touch her until after she has the baby. See, it's usually not that clear. A lot of it is pictures, it's different colors that, you know, maybe like the dream book I have on my office right now that I've been reading, that you can go through that and you go, oh, that's what going to the bath, having a dream about going to the bathroom means. getting rid of junk out of my life. And you can't say, well, I don't have any junk in my life because then you, you don't really know God because everybody sins, right? And if you say you have no sin, then you don't know who? God. Because none of us are perfect. So, look at, I've got all that down. You can have the notes of my sermon. I'll just send them to you right after the service. <laughs> I'm gonna stop it though. <laughs> See how easy that is? You don't even have to wake up. Oh, I just had this crazy dream, Lord. Blah, 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 blah. All right. And then read it when you get up. Because when you get up in the morning, how many of you remember your dreams? Sometimes. Oh, good. Sometimes. Sometimes. I had a dream one day that God was moving so powerfully that we were praying and we were ministering to people and it was just so powerful. And then as, as we were going around, there was a toilet on the altar. That's what I said, I said, hmm. And somebody went and sat on that toilet and went to the bathroom. One of the prayer warriors went and sat on the toilet to go to the bathroom. One of the people praying for everybody. And I'm like, somebody went up to them and started praying for them going to the bathroom. I know it's a little weird. And I said, Lord, what does that mean? People that aren't dealing with the sin in their life, they minister and then they come and take a dump on my altar. Uh, that stirred me. See, church, we're coming to the place where God's saying, stop playing around. I remember back in September, the Lord told me he's drawing a line in the sand and that you have to make a decision whom you're gonna serve. You can't just keep doing what you're doing and get away with it. Things are changing. The world's changing. It, the world is getting dark. 
the world, if you come into agreement with the things of this world, darkness is going to come on you. Because the, the darkness of the world needs to be put off by us. And we need to be the light of the world. Amen? People will not like you. People will declare you're a hater because you're working to be the light. Now, I know we're not all perfect, but when we're the light, when it gets really dark, you're gonna shine really bright. You're gonna be really bright. And the second thing, let's see, the first thing is record your dreams. The second thing is you have to know <coughs> that it is God's desire to speak to you. It is God's desire to speak to you. I can remember, you know, back in the Old Testament when they're out Mount Sinai, you know, they told Moses, you go up on the mountain and you hear from God and you come back and tell us what he said. But Jesus has sent the Holy Spirit to us so that we can hear what the Holy Spirit is saying, amen? So that we can pay attention to God and hear from heaven. You don't have to have somebody tell you what's up because you can go to the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit will speak to you and he will tell you. You can have a dream and God will reveal to you in a dream what he's telling you. So when you're, and when you're journaling and you're writing it down and you're going through it, it just becomes so much more alive to you. And when you're journaling, journal scriptures. Take scriptures you read that mean something to you and write down what it means to you. Write down what, you know, the, what the scripture is telling you, what you're getting out of it, just as you would your dream. Do that with scriptures too. When you find scriptures that line up with your dreams, write them down and journal what that scripture means to you. See, because what this does is it draws you deeper into the word of God. And we need to go deeper in the word of God, amen? So when you know that God wants to speak to you, it'll really help. You know, stop thinking, well, I'm not worthy of him to speak to you because he speaks to you all the time. It's just, are you listening? The Holy Spirit is here. He's, he'll tell you. And it's just a matter of getting into that position that you pay attention and you remember. And when you do that, you'll start seeing how God is moving in you. Now, some people think it's stupid that God would want to speak to them through dreams. And I would say repent for even thinking that way because God does. We see here, you go to the Old Testament and you see another Joseph who had a couple of dreams and how he went through hell. But God fulfilled those dreams in him. God brought him out, made him number two in the country of Egypt. God put him on a throne. God brought his brothers and his, and his mother and father to bow down before him just as his dream said he would. But we have another hindrance to our dreams. And in this day, in the holiday season, they tend to come, it tends to come to the surface. And that is unforgiveness against people who have wronged you. Family members, friends. The unforgiveness hinders our communication with God. It hinders our hearing. Mark eleven twenty five says, whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him. That your, that your father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. So unforgiveness is a major block to hearing the voice of the Lord. 
you know, I have a daughter that just won't let it go. We had issues. She called me one day, said, hey, I want to have a relationship with you. I'm like, great. After eight years, and we let everything go. We just, we're, we're over what had happened, and we gave it to the Lord. We just said, hey, we love you. Yeah, let's go. And three years later, she said, you know, I still haven't let go of what happened. I'm like, well, we did. We let it go like it never happened. And she said, well, that's convenient for you. Oh, yes, it is. You ought to try it. Just let it go. Can't change anything. There's nothing you can do. You can talk about things till you're blue in the face and it's not going to change anything. Right, Roberta? Remember, I know we've talked about this stuff. You, you got to be able to let things go. And then when the holidays come up and when things are going on and you're wanting to be around family and everything and you want to just, <clears throat> you want to have that talk, but you won't do it because they hurt you. I'd talk to my daughter in a minute if she'd pick up the phone. She won't. She told me never call me again. I said, okay, because I've tried, but I'm Okay because I know God's got it. God's got it. God's given us a promise. And so when the holidays come and, and, and these things start coming up, and you, you, have that, <coughs> you have that pain, you have that hurt from the events that have happened in your life. I know Delonda, you know, had experienced some things in her life when she was young and she had a dream on how the Lord was there, on the, how the Lord was there for her in that trouble. And when she had that dream that God was there, she was able to release it to where it had no effect on her anymore. See, there are those things, and I like to call them traumas, that happen in our life where God wants us to give them up, but when they come up, we are like, eh. You know, when they come to me, I'll forgive them. Or when they, you know, ask me, I'll forgive them. Forgiveness is for nobody else but you. When you forgive, it releases you. You're, you're not under that anymore. When you let it go, but you know, the holidays, it comes up. People get sad, people cry but they won't make the move. If we keep pushing it down, we'll keep not hearing from heaven. We'll keep having that block in our lives that stops us from get God getting us into the position that he wants us. You can say, well, I don't have a block, you know, but it's quite obvious you haven't grown in the Lord. Oh, did I say that out loud? <laughs> God loves you so much that he wants to come to you and he wants to help you. 
He wants you to get past the things that are hindering you hearing him. He wants you to release those things, those pains, those hurts, those traumas you've experienced in your life. So as that block is just blown up so that you can hear from heaven and you have divine direction from God, that you know what he has for you. You know that when he's telling you, hey, take this one to be your wife or when you have a dream and the dream says, get away from that person. I have a grandson, Nehemiah. He is a beautiful young man. He is so handsome. And he has a heart of gold. He is the best. I mean, I got the next three right there too, you know, but he's number one. And he had a girlfriend. So we're, I'm there just two weeks ago, I'm there and we're having our Christmas dinner, nice ham and everything. And we're sitting there and his dad brings up the girl and he says, his dad asks, does she uh, smoke those uh, electronic cigarettes? Nehemiah goes, yeah, sometimes. Says, does she go to church? No. But she believes in Jesus. Is she seeking after God? No. Why are you with her? Your life is centered around God. You should be serving God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. You don't need a distraction that's going to take you away from what, what God is who God is. You don't need that. You need to stay focused on God and his plan for your life. You know, and I, I, I got to, I was feeling bad for my grandson because your daddy is going, I mean, I would have loved to have said it all myself. But he, he told Nehemiah, he said, you know, you're growing up, man. You make the decision. And as you know, Delonda stayed there. Nehemiah came home one day. He says, yeah, hey, I broke up with the girl. I said, okay. Good for you. Because even, you know, as Delonda's been there, she's trying to get him to realize the dream that God has for him. When Nehemiah was a little boy, because Nehemiah in the, the Bible is a prophet. When he was a little boy, when he was two years old, I'd say, Nehemiah, give me a prophetic word. He'd say, no, Papa. He'd always tell me no. And then the last time I asked him, he said this. He said, it's not time yet. I'm like, wow. So now we're trying to stir him in that direction now. What God, the dream that God has for him to come alive, whether it be my dream, his dream, I don't care. It's a dream from God. And as parents, we all have dreams for our kids. We dream that they'll love God. We dream that they'll serve him. And I believe those are God dreams. We dream that they'll walk away from the things of this world and press into God. It's our heart's desire. And we've just got to make sure that we're forgiving. 
That's why when my daughter called me that first time after eight years of not talking to me, she said, Dad, I want to have a relationship. I said, absolutely. I didn't say, you know what? We need to get together and we need to talk about everything that happened. I don't care what happened. Apparently she still does. I can't change that. All I can do is what? Love. Can't get mad at her. I just love her. I just love her. That's what we need to do. We need to love. Amen. But we have to forgive. We have to get our lives into the position that we take down the blocks that are limiting our hearing so that when we dream, we have understanding. So that you start seeing what God is planning. I've heard people, well, I've had dreams about hell. Maybe God's trying to show you something. That ain't a joke either. You want to pay attention to it. And you need to know that God loves you. And he has a plan for you. And if you don't want to get into his plan, that's on you. Nobody else. My daughter can be mad at me all she wants. That's on her. I'm good. And I didn't do anything. <laughs> so I'm doubly good. But I want to hear from God more clearly. I mean, I don't want to miss what God has for us. Delonda says, what do you think about most of the time? I said, what I'm going to say. And she goes, when? I said, on Sunday morning. She goes, that's what you think on. I said, that's what I go to sleep with every night. Thinking about what I'm going to say. I roll it over in my head, over in my head, over in my head. But I know that God is calling us to pursue him like never before. God is calling us to eliminate the blocks that we may have from hearing from heaven. It's so important. <coughs> Next year, I'm going to do a special on dreams. And it might just be a Saturday event where we talk about dreams <coughs> and interpreting them so you have a greater understanding. But I, I don't want to miss what God is telling us right now. You know, we started this year, September or October, VIP on Wednesday nights, Victory Igniting Passion. And it's, it's an opportunity where we come and we pray and we worship the Lord. An opportunity to hear from heaven, to get into it, that we come together corporately and press into his presence. And I, and I want to encourage you this coming year to break out of where you've been on Wednesday night and to come and to press into the Lord, to get into his presence. Don't be like the people in the Israelites that say, you go and hear from heaven and you tell us what he said. No, it's time that as the body of Christ, we press in together, amen, that we come together to hear from heaven and that we pray things through, that you bring your dreams to the altar and you pray over them, that you just cry out to God, God, what are you telling me? I want a greater understanding. And you don't have to do it alone. 
that you can do it with your brothers and sisters in the Lord, amen, that together we can come and seek the face of the Lord. So this coming year, I want to encourage you on January 4th that you come on Wednesday night at 630 and we worship God and we pray and seek his face because that's what we're called to do as a body of Christ, amen. We want to hear from heaven, amen. We want to hear from heaven so clearly that he responds to us. So let's take down the walls that would block what God wants to say. And let's open ourselves up to the Holy Spirit and get rid of all the fear about hearing from heaven, amen? Let's press into God this coming year. Let's press into God today. You know, we need his strength to make a stand for what's happening in the world. We need his strength to be an encouragement. We need his strength to love one another, amen? We need the Holy Spirit to speak to us and we need to hear from heaven so that we can be obedient to it, amen? So why don't you stand to your feet this morning with me? First off, let's do this. Maybe you have not been close to God. You haven't been serving him. And you say, today, I want to come close to him. I want to start serving him. Maybe that's you today. If it is, just raise your hand and wave at me. You want to come close. You want to start serving him. Amen, 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 amen. Many hands, amen. Praise God, praise God for that. Now with that, I'd like us all to come to the altar today. I'd like us all to come and let's just ask the Lord to take down any blocks that we may have. That we get rid of all the things that stop us from hearing from heaven today. That we come close to him and we press into him today. And if you raise your hand, you can just come down here and make that commitment to God. If you didn't raise your hand, you want to make that commitment, just come and do it. Let's make that commitment to God today. Father, here we are. Lord, here we stand before you today, God. You saw all those that raised their hand today, Lord, that want to come close to you. I pray, Father God, for the forgiveness of sins today, God. That you forgive us of all sins, God. That there be a release like never before today, God. Lord, that we'd be so released from things that we don't go back to them. That, Lord, we move forward away from them, Father. And maybe you're here today and you say, Pastor, I've had a hard time forgiving somebody of something. That you just wave at me right now so I can pray for you. Amen, amen, amen. Father, you see the hands on this, God. We pray forgiveness to flow in this house, God. Lord, we forgive those that wronged us today. Everybody say, I forgive. forgive. Lord, we just let it go today, God. We let it go today. Lord, because you are worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all. And I pray that, Lord, as we forgive, you take down the blocks of us hearing. That we would hear so clearly what's going on in heaven, what your plan is, what your future is for each one of us, God. That, Lord, that we'd not be afraid to step out into it. Let 
us be forgiven, God, for holding on to unforgiveness. We forgive it all, God. We forgive it all. Those that have hurt us, those that have wronged us, those that have spoken evil of us, God, we forgive it of it all. We forgive it all, God. And we thank you, Lord, for your love for each one of us today, God. We're here today, God, to draw closer to you. Let this coming year be the year that, Lord, that we are just so close with you. That, Lord, that we can walk with you, we can talk with you, that we can hear so clearly the plan. And that you give us revelation, knowledge, God. And that we could be ministers of your loving kindness to all the people around us. Lord, I praise you and I thank you for these people of God. I pray that you fill them overflowing with your spirit, your forgiveness and your love, God. That Lord, as we rise up today from this place and we go out into the world, that we not look like the world, but Lord, it be there be an evidence of who you are in each one of us. Just fill each one of us today. We receive your love and forgiveness. Lord, let your hand be upon each one of us today. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Let's give the Lord a big hand today. Yeah? Amen. Amen. It doesn't end right here. I mean, you can go back to your seat, but it doesn't end right here. Amen. It doesn't end till we hear that trumpet sound and we go up to be there. And we just need to make sure that we're ready for that day. Amen. Well, I got a few announcements for you. Next Sunday, we're having breakfast with Jesus. Yes, amen. 